Hello and welcome to UNI Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Patrick. I'm Kate. And I'm the new guy, Hayden. Hayden, who we talked about on radio last week as he was talking he was talking to us while we were talking about Dota. <laughs> He's only so. gonna be here for just this one episode, but let's see how he makes an impression on everyone. How does he do? We will find <laughs> out. The judges are here. Nobody <laughs> mentioned Dawnbreaker. <laughs> Nobody mentioned You've it. You've already done it. Too late. Too late. Damn it, Kate. <laughs> uh, I can so feel his blood pressure rise. On, on the show, we thought uh, we might start off with what we were doing right before we actually got up here. <laughs> um, so we were playing uh, the Mario Kart Live Circuit uh, game on the Switch uh, just before we got up here. Messing around, make, making new tracks, crashing into table legs and everything. And people. And people, you know. And pool cues. <laughs> And chairs. Bumping into everything that was in our common room. <laughs> we made So if you don't know what Mario Kart Live, Live Circuit is, it's an uh, AR game on the Switch where you have a little Mario Kart figure, be it of Mario or Luigi, and consider it a now one of those RC cars you'd have as, have as a kid, but it has a virtual uh, course that you now play out on the screen. It has a camera on the car that allows you to see... What, uh, from the car's perspective as you drive. Yeah. You have four gates set up uh, which determine where the course goes. So you set out and paint the course yourself and you, well, drive it out against <coughs> other AIs that are, that appear once you start the race. That cheat. <laughs> the cheat. They ignore the obstacles you have to avoid, namely people. They simply don't care. Which is annoying because it's like, oh, I put this here for a reason. How dare you defy me? <laughs> yes, but if your if your track includes um, just a wall that they apparently have to get through and they can't, well, they're not going to be able to get around it. Yeah, it's a, I, it's a bit I weird. wouldn't it's expect the them the to be able to adapt. I, I wouldn't expect the AI to be able to adapt in time to recognize and suitably avoid Hayden coming in with a pool cue. <laughs> they, they just sort of blue screen and just, hmm, this wall is made out of wall. <laughs> they, they would just sort of get stuck in, but I'm surprised at how well the AI does treat the course though. Like it does seemingly go around pretty well. I, I was expecting to see a lot more phasing through table legs and so on. No, they follow the track you went through and if you if you didn't go through table legs, then they won't either. And neither will Bullet Bill. I am afraid that Bullet Bill, despite forcing itself to go onto the course, cannot help you if there is a table leg in front of you. Especially if you smashed into the table leg and shoved it. And then you can't do anything because you are stuck with <laughs> Bullet Bill as it desperately tries to get you to your destination when it's stuck on a table leg. It's trying so hard to push the table, but it's just a little RC car. It's not Bull exactly Bullet Bill is actually just... probably the biggest detriment because it'll try and follow the track so literally that any slight adjustments to the track will cause it to go insane. Mm. Yeah, which is some of the problem of uh, when you uh, run into the gates that <coughs> you set up, you could potentially move the gates and then the track is offside. Or Tokyo off Drift and absolutely baseball the thing across the world. That mm. happens. Yeah. Um. <laughs> seeing, seeing as the... Um, <laughs> seeing as the uh, course... Like, yeah, you, you run into the gates, you'll move the gates about... Then it's just like, eventually, if you keep running into the gates, the course is going to be 
unrecognizable and unplayable because the gates aren't where the course goes. Yes. Overall, it's played for f- it's played to be fun, not played to work. <clears throat> yeah. It it's it's good good fun. It's a, it's a sort of a gimmicky thing, but like it's and good again, it's good fun. But all, all of the virtual reality things were kind of gimmicks though. Mm. They started out as gimmicks. Who knows? Maybe Mario Kart Live will get better later on, or they'll make another thing later. Hey, idea. Next time, what if we get two go-karts in our package, not one? We're, we're just going to can attack each other, Can you play with multiple go-karts? No. Um, you can play online with other people, but you can't only have one per switch. Little... Oh, that's a shame. That's the thing that annoyed me. Though when I was like, oh. Hayden is right. People would get two go-karts and immediately choose violence. Like yes. you did immediately. <laughs> that doesn't we, change we speak the fact. From experience. That doesn't change the fact that they should, like that they shouldn't do it though, because there's more pe- more than one person can play. Because one person playing at a time of Mario Kart's like, eh, it's like yeah. watching one person play Smash Brothers. It's like really. Mm. Yeah, I I don't even want to buy Smash Brothers because just one person playing Smash Brothers, it's just gonna feel weird. Yeah, I I do it myself sometimes. It's because I'm like bored. I don't have anything else to do. But then, of course, I can you bring it to other people in college and play it there. Mm, yeah. That's sort of the thing I've got. Um, and even though all of all of our groups up here in Armadale, like this close friends group, um, we all have a Switch. Only I've got Smash Brothers, but that works out. Mm. You only need one uh, version of the game to play with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah. Besides, <clears throat> so that's... that's um, uh, other console gimmicks we so we've talked about console gimmicks in the past. However, there's some that we somehow missed, but I guess none of us use them. Obviously, such as the Wii Fit board. I used the Wii Fit board a decent amount as a kid. We had the Wii, we got the Wii Fit game, and for you a few months, for, for a few months, my family was playing it all the time. It was great. I remember the mm. game with the penguins, where you sort of lean back and forth to balance the iceberg and get the fish or something i got mm. pretty good at it by the end but yeah it was good and despite all all our cries in uh smash brothers for waluigi we got Wii fit trainer instead yeah <laughs> it's like damn it <sighs> Why? is Wii fit trainer good in smash yes yes she's yes? A, she's a lot of fun honestly she mm. she has a triple light attack combo which puts people in the ground oh. so then you can hit them from there like smash attack them or something mm. So. Hit him with well, one of anything that sends him far because we has too much. <laughs> yes. A, a charge up and an annoying as hell forward smash. Yes. Too many of them. Like, I can't really see myself looking at the sheer cast of characters in Smash and being like, hmm, I think I'll play Wii Fit Trainer today. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit it's of a, a good joke fun. seeing as I prime. Um, the only times I play Wii Fit Trainer is primarily so I can yell at people to get fit while I throw them around the screen. <laughs> You get you get to uh, serve them a volleyball though as well. I guess there's that, and it does. Your fault if you don't hit it back. <laughs> oh, oh no! It's like you didn't serve back, so you know you get hit. Mm. Um, some other fun things she's got. I mean, she has two. Not that it matters too much. She has two of her moves can heal herself by two oh. by two yep. percent, but mm, it's down much. in neutral B. Yeah. Is that much? It's really not that much. It's you not probably much. use them for the other effects. It's just that they it's wanted to make them a bit better. It's a, mm. There's a bonus. Okay. Uh, it's not like uh, Hero, he's gotten his spell to heal, which does 11% to 11, himself. Yeah. 
Okay. Which is good, <clears throat> but it's also you have a list of some twenty spells, so you maybe you're probably not going to get it mm. most or of the time. Or if you're playing like me and you don't care what you get, you run up and attack someone and heal yourself. So, oops. I was like, well, that didn't help. Because you don't know what what the moves do, so you don't bother reading them. Hey, I can't if um, the enemy can't determine which move I'm about to use if I don't know, didn't even take the time to read it. Yeah, but if you kamikaze when they're at twenty percent, it's well, this did nothing. Hey, it's better than doing running up and then teleporting away. I've done that sometimes anyway. If it's like, oh, oh okay. well, why not? Just surprise them. <laughs> well, you Keep surprise them. It's just like, oh, he's about he's about to fall off the map. Zoom goes back to the middle of the map. Oh, never mind. Ah. Uh. Um, what other console gimmicks have we We've wandered had? very far off of augmented we reality. Have, Welcome to gosh. this show. Um, augmented reality, yeah. Um, what other games have we had for augmented We've talked about Pokemon Go, of, of course, in the past. There's The Witcher. Um, is there any other games we know that are upcoming? Oh, I'm... Oh, sorry. Well, I there was one game we were talking about, actually. Yes. Pokemon. Um, Pokemon Snap is coming out in, I think, a little bit over a week. It's not alternate reality, but it's a... It's like it's the reverse of, of alternate reality because you go into its world and then you just you take pictures of the Pokemon as you're riding on a cart or something. Yes, you're in Close this enough. little bubble and you go about and you take pictures of Pokemon as you go. Hmm. Um, the last installment in Pokemon Snap was released 20 years ago, I think. I'm not sure of the exact It was on the 64. Date. I yes. can give you a date. It was <laughs> Nintendo 64. Yes. It was quite some time ago, and people who played it as children really enjoyed it. It was full of lots of little Easter eggs and hidden things as people go around trying to get pictures of every Pokemon around the island. <laughs> and those same people now who remember playing it as children are really excited for this new release. So it came out 21st of March, 1999. Damn. That is a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, we're over 20 years now. Yeah. If you don't wow. feel old, get ready to feel old. <laughs> Game Freak's average update schedule, though, 20 years. <laughs> well, ironically, not Game Freak, so, you know. Oh, well. Um, the developers were HAL Laboratory, Pax Sofnica. Hmm. Huh, okay. They are starting to... Um, have other companies get involved with the making of things these days the um they are. the oh gosh i should remember what are the names of the sino remakes bright diamond shining pearl shining diamond it bright sounds pearl. close enough <laughs> them yes you guys would know better than me them. i don't <laughs> remember it though chris so help look i'd be keep i'd be keeping up with it if there were regular you know announcements or leaks or They're things to be keeping up key. with but we just kind of got the announcement that's about it. um 2 months ago we got the announcement of the release and ever since then it's just sort of been I Silence, mean, side mostly. note, it's not like a Call of Duty game that gets released every year. Oh boy, hell, so. get ready to play <laughs> Call of Duty 470. It's exactly the same, but you got to buy it again. But people pay for it. They, they, so. they, yeah. it's, it's like a subscription. Every, every year you buy the ability to play online with it because they turn off the old game. Oh. Well, mm, I, I think I the server's still on for some of the old games. That is true. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I don't even know if the latest COD like Warzone has a normal multiplayer. It seems to just have Battle Royale is all I've heard about. Hmm. I wonder how long the Pokemon servers stay up for. Uh, they stay up for at, l at least six months, but they don't stay up forever. 
No, I mean, um, I mean, uh, like for the, for the previous the, games. Yeah, GTS for I've, previous yeah, I've, games. I, I'm pretty sure that they have at least six months, or maybe it's a year after the next game comes out. Because mm. I know Do the previous game closed sometime two years ago. Okay, because I know that Gen Four is closed. I know that Gen Five is closed. But is Gen Six? Uh, six and seven are closed. Yes. Really, they're, seven they're, as well. Yeah, they. I think they closed like a year or ish after it. But I've got no actual info. This is just a, a guess of about when I it shut down mm. for me. I. I'm taking I'm taking that with a pinch of salt. I think that that's Gen most of the 7, things from me actually. <laughs> I think that Gen Seven at least would. Yeah, I think that Gen Seven at least would still be up and running. <coughs> mm. yeah. All right, we'll probably head head off to a music break for now. So, you've been listening to Uni Game Study Radio on Tune FM one hundred six point nine.
to help you study. Hey, it's Camila Cabello. Hey, what's up? It's Halsey. Oh, no, there you go. Thank you. 
Hello guys, welcome back to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. And we thought, uh, just found something interesting. Uh, any Resident Evil fans, uh, there's a Resident Evil 4 VR remake coming to Oculus Quest 2. Um, I don't know if I've got a release date for this, but... Well, they never really give us release dates nowadays, do they? They True, just sort they of don't give us a disappoint. month and say sometime then, and then you wait six months and it's just not... April. No. April what? <laughs> April. It's May. Shush. Um. <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been announced, and so, uh, yeah, if, if you want, uh, if, you don't, if you can't deal with phasmophobia, maybe Resident yeah, Evil can. Yeah, this is a bit worse. It. Well, I've, is it worse? I don't know. Um, uh, it, it's probably about the same, right? Uh, Resident Evil 4, in, I, I, my friend Hunter, she's an avid Resident Evil player. I think her opinion on it is that it's less scary and more thriller. It's less, ah, nice. oh God, the boogeyman is going to grab me from the closet, and it's more, I have three bullets left and the entire mob is after me, and oh yeah, that's a tentacle coming through the roof, and oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. It's... It's anxiety fear. It's not fear through the unknown. It's fear through the very much known and the very mm. much threatening and the very much I'm in a very bad yeah. situation. Not so much jump scares. It's just like this is a stressful situation mm. that I've got myself into. Um, um, and could, now so it's coming to so Oculus. It Oculus. Is. Nice. Um, which I think is probably out of all of the games that they could have picked, I think that Resident Evil 4 probably was one of the best. It had the most reliance on aiming and shooting. And it also had a lot of open areas that you can move around and a lot of interactable puzzles. And uh, let's just hope that it doesn't have a piano because that would be interesting for the players to actually be able to know how to play piano. Well, the, in the trailer I just saw there, it had a typewriter in there. Me and, so, me and, no. me and Kate with piano. Ha ha, weak. I like the idea of just a VR piano. You put, you put me in a room in a video game with a piano in it I'm probably, you're going to just have to forget about me completing the main <laughs> quest anytime soon because I've just found a whole new toy. Kate's just going to place face on piano and oh see my what God. sand it makes. Oh my In God. VR, please. I, I should probably tell her then that uh, Payday 2 has a VR option and if you unlock the ga- goodies inside your safe house, there is a piano there. I'm not sure if it's playable. You can play it with a gun. And I miss... <laughs> it's like in, the whole new version of the word I miss you fuck I <laughs> in, in one of the um, in one of the Overwatch maps uh, Paris there is a uh, playable piano I've seen Symmetra's play, play the piano by just tapping the uh, laser beam I gave it a go it, it works. my aim is not good enough to play piano with it <laughs> Honestly, I can play piano in real life, not with not, not with a, not not with with a gun, gun in a game. <laughs> no. Honestly, it's with games, with I really like it when they're just items that you can just play around with for fun. If there's going to be a piano, having it be playable is really great. Just interactable items are just really fun to be able to have that freedom of going around and messing around with things if you want to. So in a sense, the Stanley Parable was one of your best favorite games of that type. Mm-hmm. You just pressed random things and wondered what the narrator was going to tell you. You. <laughs> you just found something new to spend two hours on and wait for the narrator to say, so why are you here again? <laughs> why are you in the broom closet? Get out! Get, get out! Get out! Get out! And no. then eventually he boards up the damn thing because he's After so tired having to of you soft being res- in there. After soft reset the game three times because he kept going in Stop there. Stop getting <laughs> in the closet. Like, and he couldn't uh, force you out, so he just restarted the game. Stanley picked up the phone. 
I'm really unplugs the phone. looking forward to uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe when that <laughs> eventually comes out. <laughs> I, I can't get over. Later. I can't get over the fact that everyone knows it's not going to add much. Everyone yes. knows it's just going to be a cheap gimmick. Even the narrator admits it's a cheap gimmick, and yet it's so endearing to our hearts. That I'm that going to do it. I'm going to shill out money for it anyway. Like, no. I've known this from the moment the release trailer came out in, what, end of 2019 this, this or is something? Just the same game. It's and I was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this. It's Why set, not? To, set to release in care. set to release in 2021. Don't have they any made more a delay video at the end of 2020, which, as usual, was funny. I <sighs> even no, their announcement narrator, video is a good content. Narrator is just he, the best. He is the best, and one of the endings still makes me cry. Um, another cool thing about oh. the narrator and the guy who voices him is that he actually voiced a line for a modder one time um a modder they they made a mod for a completed version of the escape pod ending and they reached out to him to do a proper official voicing yeah official voicing for it and he voiced the line and the line is in the mod and it's really cool i i like it when voice actors do stuff like that i hope to be a voice actor one day if anyone's working on any projects please contact me patrick james lee on facebook not a a sellout at all (laughs) not a plug at all no, I just wish there was more games like Sandy Parable. I just love the the narrator trying to tell you what to do, and it's just like, but nah. he didn't do that. He's like, you're not doing the thing. I, I have a story. This is like the, the the DM getting annoyed, but he's just had to set set out mm. a strict path, and you just don't. Chris, you've described my game. And also, though, um, and when you when how to make the how DMs make the railroad good. Although the adventure line, Stanley, it has not failed us before. Damn it, it failed us. <laughs> Do not acknowledge it. It's like, just like, oh no, the but adventure line. Just not acknowledge it. The, the happy trumpet music and the just, drums. Just I found a, I found a uh, cover on YouTube of that <gasps> once that starts off very sort of light and happy and then partway through just... Battle like, music. It just gets so... It, it just Yeah, it just gets really intense part way through. You just have the kind of chill thing. And then, then you turn your earphones down because out of nowhere, it just... The guy gets out the big guitar and it just goes. Does it just turn to a metal song? Pretty much. <laughs> it's amazing. You have Chris's attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard for that. I the, um, when... I know we've gone completely off tangent here, but That's like... That's part of the course for us. I though. mean, like, when it comes to just games in general, like... We we've made we we've talked about gimmicks we've badmouthed gimmicks and we also love gimmicks and it's mm. just like talk about all these different things. There are so many things in games that like technically everything works. Like the ultra deluxe edition, we moan and groan about DLCs. I'll get to you, Pokemon, in a minute. <laughs> oh boy, Blake's not here to defend you. Um, <laughs> no but, one's here to stop this time. Um, yeah, but like at the same time, here we are being like ha ha deluxe edition bearable. But it's like. I think it's because of the way it's presented. It's Every, presented very self aware. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Therefore, we're going to get it just to see how little it gives it. Um, it cares um, about itself. And not only that, I think it's just 
how we as players have an emotional response to certain developers in certain games. Not giving money We're, to EA for this, so... Yeah, that's... Um, exactly. But it's like, at the same time, like EA has screwed us over on numerous occasions, which has given us a relationship with EA we to the point it. where we have in, in, inbuilt hostility. Mm. Game Freak has always delivered games without DLCs for generations now, and now they introduce it. We are now opening with hostilities because they have broken a trust that we've had in them for so long. Mm. Whereas in here's Stanley Parable of don't take us seriously. We love your games, but don't don't, don't take us seriously. We, we're going to release a deluxe edition. And you know it's not going to be serious. There's there's no, there's nothing in it. There's actually there's actually nothing. We're going to buy it anyway. Why? Imagine if well, they added we love the um. Imagine if they added the like Call of Duty parody ending. <gasps> oh my god! The amount <laughs> like again, you know what they're going to do? Mm. They're going to subvert expectations and have it filled with so many things. Except we're not going to realize it. Yeah, it's going to be filled with so many side things. Like we're going to walk through, and we're going to find the gnome from Left for Dead too. <laughs> we're just going to walk along, and we'll things. find the gnome and have the ability to pick it up and have the <coughs> the the ending, like the Half Life Two ending, where you have to bring the gnome all the way across. It's going to be the same thing, but we're not going to realize that because no one's going to say anything or direct us towards it. No, nah. it's going to be filled with so many new endings that are going to be. Random things. Really hidden and obscure and stupid. I'm wondering if the narrator's going to specifically mention that it's a deluxe edition at any point. When you start the game up and walk out, the narrator, excuse me, why did you buy the thing with literally nothing in it? Oh, hi. I I didn't actually expect to see you here. Did you actually buy the deluxe edition? I... I, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> oh, that's it, it that's really so is. him. This is this is the, this is the <laughs> only voice line they added in the thing. Seriously, why did you get this? <laughs> Already? No, I guess we're just going to follow along the random thing. And oh, that's new. <laughs> there's a there's a third oh. door. There's a third door. That, again, oh. I think they're just going to add in like randomly generated pathways. So it's like yeah, like at some point there's going to be a third door for no reason. Well, there was some when randomly generated thing. the narrator is yeah. as surprised as you are is just the, the best, best feeling. It's like there were two doors and I... Wait. <laughs> when you're playing a DM in D&D and, and the player rolls a nat 20 and you don't know what to do right now because the situation has gotten to a very different tangent. <laughs> or, or even better, uh, so you come across a warehouse, um, a warehouse filled with... Is that like a person turns into a house? It is now. <laughs> Writing down stats. On, on the light of a full moon. On the... Uh, on the sale of a Bunnings, the man turns into a warehouse. <laughs> the ultimate DIY project. <laughs> I build a house when you become the house. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually did find a sort of somewhat joke story, but also attempting to like play it straight. A uh, story that was based on that concept, the, the warehouse. It was hilarious. That's, a, that's another thing that's trying. great. I love and it. we're about to do a somersault through topics. Oh, well, let's <laughs> this go. This is um, fine. When don't I've been, like, so Chris Hayton, myself, we've been playing Borderlands. And I think that's also something that's also really cool. And that is when the game is absurd, stupid, and silly, but plays itself so straight-faced. It's hilarious. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this from Borderlands. This is the last time we played one of the side quests we did. So... Handsome Jack is the big bad evil guy of the of the Borderlands 2. And he there are 
two quests he gives you in one point. They're, they're side quests. You don't have to do them. But the quest they're, they're is fine. just called Kill Yourself. You accept the quest that he speaks to you over the echo, which is considerate. Radio. It's radio. Um, and he says, I will pay you to kill yourself. Uh, just a disclaimer. We at UNE Gaming Society do not condone the act of suicide or self-harm. If you are ever in need, please reach out to any suicide hotlines or prevention services. Just know that bo- you, PSA, Borderlands... PC Pat. <laughs> PC Pat. PC Pat. Um, <laughs> I'm far from PC. Like Postman Pat, but hey. He's the PSA Pat. Anyway, we'll go down that line. But yeah, Han- Handsome Jack will... Uh, he, he says he will pay you to kill yourself. He's picked out a spot for you to do it which is you to jump off into a lava uh, into lava and just as you get to the place where he says like where he tells you to do it uh, you see a bandit that's about to run off the ledge right before you and says I'm gonna be rich I don't think he was uh, hooked up to the uh, yeah, yeah. revive yeah. He, he was not a vault oh, hunter oh so you do respawn good yes. I was, you do respawn I was just Borderlands saying, is a respawn that's that's thing, like, nope. how is he gonna pay you money no, when you're no, dead. That's kind no, of no joke. you have to pay money to respawn, but this one you get paid to respawn. It's ah, like, oh, okay. But good. all the money that you... <laughs> you, lost lose some, you lose some money on respawn. Yeah, but he also he it's, it's, it's also a quest because XP. Mm, true. And you also get the special currency being iridium in the game, which you oh. get to use for yeah. uh, storage upgrades. The 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 um, the original point of all this, now that we can actually get back to it, is that uh they they uh very straight face have a person jump off a cliff saying I'm gonna be rich with no context or pre warning to this just, just it's just there now it's it's like another thing we find called face McShooty oh my goodness. yes <laughs> it, okay. it is an entire quest line that has one step shoot a person in the face shoot this that guy person in the face. is yelling constantly for you to shoot him in the face. That's all that's happening. That's all there is. And it's amazing because if you strip back all the memes, the story is actually quite serious. It's like, okay, so the first game, they open the door. An dark, evil alien force creeps out and now brings out a radioactive material called Iridium. These corporate mega, like these mega corporations come in and like, you know, take over the planet. Like a hostile takeover, colonization that like colonialism style, you know, forcing and imposing their ideals, you know, ruining the land for their, like, you know, demands for this resource, and you having to fight against them, and them trying to kill you as you're the only hope this planet has. Resistance fighters die, old allies perish, new friends made, uh, betrayal and trust. Meanwhile, (laughs) face McShooty, bang. And another game that I played that does the exact same thing, Wasteland 3. My friend Hunter, she introduced me to it. I love it. I got it for myself. It's like what the original Fallout 1 and 2 games were like. This is what Fallout 3 should have been, as some people say. Fallout New Vegas, though, was the best. Um, yep. But, okay, so Wasteland 3. The premise. You're the Arizona Rangers. Coming in from post-nuclear war- world America, you got to go in. Your people are running out of food. But you go to Colorado, because a man named the Patriarch who runs Colorado <laughs> has, um, you know, the food to give you. But he needs you to take care of his three children. And they are like, you know, one's a tyrant dictator who will like, you know, basically, you know, run everyone like robots, has a whole robot army with her and uses like cybonic, cybernetic augments in the brain to make people do what she wants. The other one's a sociopath that has done messed up stuff. And it's the fact that he's a patriarch's son is the only thing keeping him alive. And then the third one is, like, really spineless but really smart but keeps getting pushed around and is basically now, like, a trophy hostage for Mm. the air. 
How does this game play? I'm gonna use a frozen ferret launcher to shoot at this man after throwing a yellow snowball at one of his friend's face. And then I'm gonna pull out the shrink ray to shrink him down to size before whipping out the goddamn dental stick on a pole to beat a man to death. And then all the while dressed as a gorilla. So, serious <laughs> story, but... No play- game gameplay is about as far from serious as you could get. Not only that, The thing is, the first thing that comes to mind is plays like Payday? Kind of, yes. It's like, oh no, we've come across this camp. It, it's a cannibals. It's a cannibal jamboree? They're all dressed as cowboys. And I don't mean, like, realistic cowboys. I'm talking spaghetti western, bright blue jeans... Woody cow color, like you know, the cow pattern vests and the bright brown hats with the badges and everything. It's like, yeehaw, bang bang. It's like, what? What am I looking at? And it's like, okay, we're going through. It's like, we go to one place, a bunker, the bazaar. Ah, yes, a bunker filled with merchants. Okay, this seems pretty cool. Who runs this place? The Monster Army. Oh, they sound pretty scary. And he's dressed as Sasquatch. This man is dressed in the rubber werewolf mask, and their leader is called. Flab the Inhaler because he is a large, obese man <coughs> dressed as a vampire <coughs> and he, whenever he talks he has to take a deep breath. And he's like, and you talk and it's like, your name's kind of mean. It's like, is it not honest? I guess. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, so they have a problem. Pigs keep exploding. What? Because... Oh, and it turns out, oh, that's because there's a people under their bunker filling their warrens with suicidal bomb pigs. Okay, who are they? <sighs> Even it is Patrick a cult that worship the followings and teachings of a singular individual. That is a clown. They are a bunch <laughs> of, li- like, it's a very Latino-inspired cult that all dress up as clowns we're shipping El Payaso, the greatest trickster of them all, the man who taught the final joke, or the greatest joke, and that is nothing matters. Essentially, it's a nihilistic clown cult, but they take nihilism in the sense of nothing matters, dude. So they're just <laughs> having, they're just living their best lives in post-apocalyptic nuclear America. I had to fight a bunch of dudes with flamethrowers, flaming pigs, and a statue of Jesus dressed as a clown. All while this they game then sounds move. like an absolute No, 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 no. Trip. The statue didn't move, but it's like that was like the centerpiece of the oh. battlefield. <laughs> and then later on, I had to go to a museum where there was an ice cream truck decked out in like post-apocalyptic diesel punk stuff. It's wild, and yet the story is so serious. It can get really serious, and then it can get wild. The, the story is serious. The gameplay is, is not. When tone shift is balanced effectively in a way that. This is makes the, the whole experience yeah. kind of come together. It's Cause, good because it's like because it's post-apocalyptic. What what is the litmus test for what is normal? Huh. Mm. What is what, what what is normal? Good question. I don't yeah. know. If you like find the answer, tell me. Borderlands, um, Wastelands, and Stanley Parable. It's just it's a normal office. Yes, it's a normal office, and the door is missing. What? <laughs> and um, now we're in a different office building. Now we're in the playtest orange zone, and there's a flaming baby. Why? Oh, yes. Why we're in Minecraft? Oh <laughs> yes, let's just let's, like, we'll play uh, someone else's game. Let's do some other game. Yeah, like I think that's one of the biggest charms of game writing when it can still be haha random zenny, 
but be completely serious um, and still work. I think the thing is that it's because it has a grasp of itself. Mm. It, it it doesn't do it and it's just a bucking horse where it just throws you wherever mm. like certain games mm. that will not be named mm. but um, you know who you are yeah and it's like whereas this one it's like I have a story I have a narrative it just so happens that wild stuff happened in between A and B mm. <laughs> we, we've got plot point one two three and four between two and three there's a clown cult <laughs> I don't okay, know why so we're going from A to three what? what? <laughs> <laughs> we have, no, the point was to go from A to B. We ended up at 36. Whoops. Sir, do you know where we're going? <laughs> no. I don't even know where we came from. <laughs> don't even know where we there is started. a line we have crossed at some point, and we really should have stopped when he saw it, but let's keep going and find out what happens. Goodness, this has been a summer thought through like four topics now. Goodness. Yeah, mm, and it's prob- fun. probably no, time for a music break. I All right. We're terrible. Uh, All right. Goodness. Uh, you've been listening to Tuna- no, Unigame Saturday Radio on TunaFM 106.9.
This is 106.9 Tune FM. There's a Scottish man He's fronting an American band Now he lives in Dublin though I'm in Rosedale looking for ghosts Oh, Edinburgh, Galway, Nashville All a dollar breaking my
Hello and welcome back to UNI Game Study Radio on TuneFM 106.9. And we thought we might talk about uh, some interesting ways to play co-op uh, that we've done in the past. But not like local co-op. We have a few different playing ways. Playing co-op things when they shouldn't really be co-op. Yes. So Octodad is one thing we've played. Octodad does have a co-op thing. However, if I recall, uh, only two players. How about having five players trying to control everything all at the same time, but then you're swapping between arms and legs, and it's it's a big mess. <laughs> it was funny, though. <laughs> Essentially, I've never really played Octodad, but from what I recall, do correct me if I'm wrong, there are four buttons associated with each limb, and then there's the mouse that helps sort of... You've got, like, limb mode and then grabbing you have mode. Limbs, arms. You have left click, right click, which is left leg, right leg, or left left arm, right arm. Okay, and oh, like that to grab, and yeah, then the space thing. bar to swap between them. Okay, so and, yeah. uh, so you guys essentially took a limb each, and then one person was on space bar keyboard. No. Yeah. No, the other the well, we didn't exactly split up the operation. Oh, yeah, we, we just uh, sort we of just sort of did all at once. So we try and connect the legs, and three people hit the button, and we get it anyway. I told everyone. <laughs> I told everyone how to play, and then we just sort of went for it. So. You can, we instead of sharing a single keyboard, because that would be a mess, um, we instead have a application we use known as Parsec on our computers. Parsec, consider it a uh, screen sharing thing, however, it also allows you to give keyboard and mouse control to the people you stream to. Use this very carefully if you know your friends too well. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's a free, free application. Um, I'm assuming only on Windows, but I haven't exactly checked. Then again, do you play on? Do you play I don't games play on, on an Mac. Apple? I don't play. It, so. <laughs> That's an oof. When Let's I, try and be inclusive, Patrick. Okay, what I had. Tell that to them. <laughs> <laughs> the elitist club, they supposedly are. Um, when I had a Mac Mac laptop, I did play League of Legends on it. Gary's mod was on there too, but that's <laughs> about it. It's all it could do. Last time I played a game on Mac, it was Nano Saw too, hmm. and Marble Blast Gold. So Webkins. Yeah. <laughs> any, any case, yeah, the application allows you to one person to stream their screen uh, to whoever you choose. They are allowed to, you give them control of your mouse and keyboard and ability to watch a specific screen, a specific application. In this case, Octodad. So it meant that you each had, you know, <coughs> if you had four people playing, you had four mice and four keyboards and everybody going ham at the same time. <laughs> so trying when to put the limbs, two people hit it. No, the limbs. <laughs> Wrong limbs. When when two people want to go to change between arms and legs, but they both press it, therefore it just goes back to normal. It's like, no, it's what I wanted. It's like, we are on legs. We need arms. Okay, two people press to go to arms, therefore back to legs. This, we're back where we started. <laughs> this didn't help. Gracious. We've, it was even we've done fun a lot, to watch. I, I wish I was there. I think I only watched it as you guys finished the game, and that was the last time because you guys were on the flaming rafters and stuff. Yeah, yes. I, I just took over there because we could not control we, with four people. <laughs> we had to balance on a thing with multiple people trying to move. We ended up overshooting by a fucking kilometer. Hey. <laughs> um, but, but, well... Yeah. It, we did end up uh, skipping things we shouldn't have skipped due to an excessive amount of movement. That mm. uh, that was interesting. Given how an octopus's brain is actually stored within its tentacles, 
it's mm. like I suppose it's very fitting that there's about five brains within each, like controlling each limb. Speaking the of multiple brains, of but no one octopi thinking. Of, the brains of octopi are pretty interesting. Um, they never actually developed myelin, so for their neuron signals to travel, they just have to have really big neurons. So they're quite limited in size because they can't get any bigger because the signals can't the, travel the, any it faster. Just, it was basically, they didn't invest in um fuck uh, god goodness um good and they didn't invest in router repeaters. <laughs> I un I understand, but is that layman terms for that for anybody who's not into science listening? Um, is there a way to describe signal that boosters? Their wires don't have insulation, so they need really big wires. Otherwise, they would, like, otherwise, the signal goes off into the rest of their body and doesn't just, do anything. It just it just doesn't get there. Yep. Anyway. That checks out. <laughs> Move, yeah. Moving on from moving fun on from Octo Dad, another game that is supposed to be single player. Um, that would be XCOM and XCOM 2. Hayden, oh would you boy. care to fill us in on what you've done? <laughs> So I, uh, I found an idea, and I decided to take it to its natural extreme. Uh, seeing as we were using Parsec and Discord, and the fact that in XCOM, those that have played it know that you have a group of people that are horrendous at, at seeing anything by missing absolutely everything, let's, uh, let's, let's make this even worse by having each separate person in the squad be controlled by a person in the hive mind of Discord but none of them can talk to each other because we've all muted. Except, you know, that we broke that rule in life. Aye, we, 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 we gave up because XCOM is a difficult game and that makes the game impossible. That's the, that's the version of it for experts. How about that? The, yeah. the one that's, that, that's the one if you're already cohesively in tune with the game. If, if, mm. you're, if you're capable of getting a radio segment without derailing every two minutes, then it might be better for you than us. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's still fun, though. And it's like most of the time people just say, oh, doesn't like, you know, your friend's input just influence your decisions? Yes, you're right. But you know what also influences decisions? Spite. <laughs> it, when when uh, normally XCOM you'd have like a person that can get the kill and they've like set up the previous turn to be able to get a kill and so you decide that this turn I just I don't like that I'm gonna get the kill now your turn's useless what are you gonna do now what also Goodbye, when when you're thinking it's like okay uh, that's a bad idea everyone it's a bad idea what if I Bye. do it I'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> but I believe Gosh. it's high time for high noon, but we've all walked normally. You're the last one. No. It's yes. just high time. <laughs> the last time that when we did that, the amount of times that we've had to restart levels oh, yes. just because of the. This, is, this, the this sheer... is what causes us to unmute and capable of speech. Mm. We, we, had, we constantly, constantly died to the point we had to keep restarting the game. I would make a joke about our character names, but they are not appropriate no. to talk about on air. So I'll <laughs> oh, save that for later. Redacted oh, meant redacted with okay. redacted. Not oh, all no. of them were bad. I had Bob the Builder, thank you very much. Well, who did <laughs> I have? Right, nice. Alrighty, guys. We'll, we'll stop that one here. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cut that off now. I, I can't remember on. the names. You'll have to tell me during the break. <laughs> but um, another game that I've played... Uh, well, I've mentioned it earlier, Wasteland 3. 
how I've been introduced to it is the same fashion that um, they've been playing it. So how the game plays is normally you, you run around as a gaggle of idiots um, in your party, and you can separate the party and all that stuff, but you normally talk and each party member has skills and stuff. But when combat breaks out, it's turn-based, which means now it's like, okay, um... Like, okay, Hunter is gonna get her character Shane to go over here. Rob's gonna get um, his character, um, Candice, to go over there. I'm gonna have Dragoon run at the enemies! Ah! <laughs> ah! Oh, Dragoon, no! Dragoon, yes! Every, uh, every day, Patrick wakes up and chooses violence. <laughs> then again, that's all of us. Yeah, like, <laughs> none of we, us don't. Return Blake, to monkey! Blake is the closest thing we have to a non violent person, and even then, um, if have you heard Payday? <laughs> I think that's basically Blake's release. Because mm. like, he's very friendly. Yes. But he's just like, he's I, I feel like there's a lot repressed. <laughs> he is the BFG, the big friendly giant. Yes. He is a he little is too willing to uh, t- turn the safety off on that minigun. <laughs> I think it's just because the thing is, is that he's just like, he spent so long just like, it's like there are so many games you play where you can go wild, but there's so many consequences that it weighs down on you. Whereas now in I some games... Of, now I think about it, you're right. Mass Effect, uh, <laughs> whatchamacallit, um, 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 um. Which is the game where you throw the taxis? Um, there's, that's a few of them. Um, oh, um, infamous. 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 Yeah, infamous. Infamous. Oh, yeah, no, you can be super evil in that. Yes. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that's a thing. Like, I know Blake even, is getting a collective roast session Oh, today. goodness. No, but, like, I, I guess morality another... Morality systems. Morality systems, <laughs> um, especially with co-op. That this is going to be a fun twist. Oh. No, but the key thing is, is that, like, oh boy. there are two very different kinds of people when it comes to games. People who basically chim, like... Please refer to Elder Scrolls lore for that. Like, they chim and just be like, this is but a game, but an illusion. The consequences here are non-existent. Therefore, my actions are without consequence. And go full out evil and just do all sorts of crazy stuff. And then there are people who are like, I am an overly empathetic person that feels the like any emotion felt by even a simulation of emotion, I will feel it. I will feel the consequences of my actions. Therefore, I am not free from consequence of my actions. Me looking at the options to how to talk to someone in Telltale games, and it's just like, yeah. that's a rude option. I don't want to say that. And I ne- want to be friends and, with everyone. And, and now mm-hmm. you've got, now you throw the lemon into this little uh, tasty cocktail. When you have multiple players at the same time during an RPG game, multiple and there are dialogue options, games. and you have very different alignments of individuals in your group. Oh, that would that would be an experience. Which I game believe an do you example mean here? of this would be uh, the Market Day Massacre in RimWorld. <laughs> <laughs> if we, we, uh, yes, we do att- attempt to tie things back in here because this is another one of the games we're playing uh, oh, over the second Discord. So once again, tying morality with co-op. <laughs> nice. Yes. Hey, we've accidentally done something good for once. Anyway. <laughs> so RimWorld is basically you crash land on a planet in the middle of nowhere, though there are other people on it, and you basically just have to survive. You have a group of people with different traits that might make them nice to each other, might make them rude. Make them bash one of the others over the the head because they're really, really frustrated in... in Yes. (laughs) There was a a few times that that happened a lot. (laughs) And 
relationships develop between the characters in your colony. Both good Two and bad. Two of them might get together and get married. Two of them might decide that they absolutely hate each other's guts. And to the point where either one of them will die or leave the colony, and the other one gets to stay. You have to pick For one. For some reason, things haven't gotten that bad with my characters yet. 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 But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Two characters have gotten together, one of them is single, and the other one is continuing to hit on them. Hitting on that character who is single, just continuing to. And they keep saying no, just repetitively. They say no to everybody. And as a simple mechanic, the consistently saying no here makes both characters angry. And RimWorld has a very interesting way of of, um, deciding what characters do when they're angry. Violence. 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 Mainly just violence. Perhaps the (laughs) stupidest thing I've ever seen a character do when they're angry is kick a mortar shell. (laughs) That. Interesting. That can happen. It simply blows up. (coughs) That caught me off guard. I'm sorry. Goodness. Look, that's terrible because that would be me. Just. Can you imagine just. Why? Hands in pockets, shuffling down the street. Just like. Kick the can. Kick the dog. Kick the mortar shell. The mortar shell. <laughs> now let's now add, to add to this uh du- um these this uh, horrendous uh game we've got. Let's have multiple people trying to do multiple things. Now Kate has talked about her colony, but she hasn't talked about uh, our colony. Our and you you heard I'll it leave before. that up to you. It, it was called the Market Day Massacre. It sounds a lot uh, worse than it is. Well, uh, it, it, it actually, actually no, was pretty is, bad. This is room world. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I, I accept full consequences for my actions now, and decision I'm, making. I'm going to preface this with room world. The game gets significantly easier and harder the more moral rules you're willing to break. Uh, essentially, if anyone here has read Lord of the Flies, yeah. imagine if you made Lord of the Flies a video game. That is Rimworld in that there is no one here to enforce the laws of morality that is existent within our modern day society and everything slowly degrades into unga bunga crack his skull with a rock because that's how he's going to stop me. Exactly. Uh, it, I, I want money. I want to buy an oversized gun because people keep attacking the, the, me. Probably because I keep hitting people. And with co-op, co-op, it breaks into less about morals and thinking about the consequences of your uh, actions and more thinking about how the consequences of my actions will affect my efficiency. Yeah. It, uh, it goes, morality goes out the window and industry becomes king. And for me, um, I thought, hmm, we don't have much in the way of getting money. Awesome. We don't have the much in the way of getting income. A merchant caravan has come in. Huh, they've got some pretty exotic goods. What's this? Psionic drone makes all the animals go berserk. Huh. The caravan has some pretty large animals. They're, if we just make a bunker and hide, we could probably get their own pack to attack the caravanners. Alrighty. Hey guys, I bought something. Patrick, what did you buy? I bought this. And that's why we had to uh, yes. basically drug our dog to make it fall asleep in a heavy sleep. It was okay. It was fine. Um, we hid inside a bunker 
and then we watched from inside our bunkers as all the merchants were being brutally, brutally stomped by their own pack beasts. And then foxes and squirrels and, and rabbits and jackals. And, and bears sometimes, depending on and if And a moose! A moose did show up. Um, they all just came in and started <clears throat> beating the hell out of the caravanners. And they were hopelessly... Like, they had overpowered weaponry. But they were hopelessly outnumbered and it like, didn't matter. Y- you shoot one, but then three squirrels come up from behind and attack you. And, so, and somehow they take off your foot. I don't really know. Rimworld is a bit weird. No, like no, that. no. Squirrel bites you in the finger, and you get a broken spine. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's how that's, Rim, that's this is how Rimworld. Part of Rimworld. But yeah, it's like so. Everyone didn't know exactly what I was planning. We All, just knew that he had a plan, and, and then, then he did it. And, and then I just told yeah. everyone, get the bunkers. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, why, why are we getting inside the bunker, Patrick? Do what it. did you do? And so, yeah, we yeah. Uh, we successfully. Uh, Caused every, I believe it was every. Uh, I think it was only that. No, it was. No, only it was that two one. merchant caravans. Was t- oh no, that's that was why the it problem. was. <laughs> we turned everyone that would be allies and able to trade with us was now our enemies because we made their own caravan implode and steal everything on it. However, we could defend ourselves against them because yeah. we stole everything on the caravan. We stole all their guns, so we were kind this of is, fine. And this is why co-op is fun. And, like, I know that I've just said something that is very morally bankrupt, but, like, hear me out. The fact is, individually, Kate wouldn't have thought of that. Hayden would have thought, wouldn't have thought of that. I, I, Chris I wouldn't have, have thought I of that. Have seen I didn't know that the item was such Simply a thing. just because all brains work different. And when you have five brains come together, one of them's going to poop out an idea that will be funny as hell. And... That's the fun of playing with friends. And when you bring that to a game that is supposed to be single player and all about tough decision making, when you have five angels and devils sit perched on each shoulder like you were a goddamn power line, you're like, <laughs> ah, no, no, he's got a point. <laughs> uh, no, that's a point. Let's, let's but look at this. No, he's got a point. <laughs> like, it, it devolves into really lighthearted fun. And again, with a morality system... You can, That's really uh, you difficult can when you've got very different opinions. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, any other... Um, how are we for time, Chris? Um, probably time for a music break. Honestly, that was real... That was a <laughs> that was good wild. way, that was a good way to great. wrap it up. But, yep. um, yeah. So, um, you've been... Well, do you want to say something? Uh, public service announcement. We at UNE Gaming Society do not condone the action of mass murder or suicide or turning, using psychic weapons to turn animals into killer monsters. I don't think this needs saying, but PSA Pat is here, so don't <laughs> worry. Um, more of the fact that it's just like all those uh, news when, news outlets saying that ga- games, games make, make us violent. violent. like, no, we're just no. inherently violent. <laughs> we already were. <laughs> Humans are, humans are violent anyway. <laughs> Just, it's fine. We evolved, we evolved from primates. I would like to ask what game they were playing in the 1600s with the Salem Witch Trials. <laughs> uh, no, they were t- playing Sound of Salem, clearly. No, they were, they were playing Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> That's time to take a break. All right. Let's go. We've devolved. We're all, right. all downhill from here. You've been listening to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. TuneFM, streaming live on TuneFM.net. You're listening to 106.9 at Tune FM, and it is the top of the hour. And you know what that means. We're introducing you to our spotlight winner for this week, who is Olivia Hayward, who's studying a double degree with us, which is a Bachelor of Business and Agriculture. And she is an online student with us based in Kempsey. She has chosen Viva La Viva by Coldplay for the spotlight song for this hour. 
And if you'd like to hear your songs pumping out over TuneFM, plus get a chance to win a TuneFM shirt, TuneFM cap, and a $50 textbook gift voucher, you can head to tunefm.net forward slash mixtape competition.
Music like this is what we do. What's up, guys? This is Justin Bieber. What's good, y'all? I'm Post Malone. Yeah, you got that yummy, yum, that yummy, yummy. I'm no good at goodbyes. We're both acting insane, but you're stopping the change. Yeah, yeah. Here on 106.9 Tune FM. i 
Hello and welcome back to UNI Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. And in the break, we thought we'd talk about um, a game that Kate has been playing recently and she's very excited to talk about. <laughs> well, what is the game, Kate? Okay, so I only <laughs> bought it last night and I've only played two games, so I'm not totally qualified to judge it just yet, but uh, I feel like the title will probably tell you enough. Since one of we needed qualifications to judge things. <laughs> Our only qualification is about a couple thousand hours on some games. Some, not even all. (laughs) Well, I've got less than two hours on uh, 5D chess with multiverse time travel, and I've got to say, I'm really enjoying it so far. Great Scott! (laughs) (laughs) I was trying not to laugh, but then you... (laughs) Look, so, uh, yeah, the name that Kate has just given, that is the full title of the game. I've been seeing this game on Steam for a while. Steam has a variety of chess variations, and I've had a great time looking through the variety and seeing such gems (coughs) as long chess and (laughs) very bad chess in which you draw your pieces from a bag when the game starts. So you can have, like, three queens and two pawns and, I don't know, a knight or two. (laughs) No kings. I'd never lose. (laughs) Well, you know, that can that can kind of happen. Do you just play deathmatch? What's the new win condition? No, no, I mean... Get them off the board and table I, them. You didn't let me finish. Oh, it can happen in some active boards of uh, 5D chess with oh, multiversal yes. oh, time no. travel. When so, I was playing last night, the enemy just... Was I was playing against the AI, the enemy just decided that uh, their king was not going to be in this timeline anymore and zipped off um, up up the time stream. He just went zipped back off into w- an alternate universe. He decided and I was like, he didn't want to die here, so he went back to the past to change it. It's rewind time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that can just happen in this game. And I thought to it wasn't myself, even a rewind actually. No, he just went somewhere else. And I thought to myself, what do I even do with this board now? Because there's no win condition on this board because the the king just nicked off. So then I realized that basically any other enemy piece on that board, there were still rooks there, there were still knights there. At any time, if those pieces got the opportunity, <coughs> they themselves could nick off through time and start taking out my pieces further back in the timeline. So I thought, right, I better try and take them out here and now. The first game I won because that was against the easy trainer AI. The second game that I went against the standard AI, I lost with kind of no idea how I'd done so. And I had no idea how I'd won the first game either. It just kind of popped up. You won. And I was like, oh, (laughs) nice. Game two. So this knight from two timelines across can put you in check. I'm four parallel universes ahead of you. (laughs) <laughs> that is uh, actually how this game works, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I need a lot more practice, but, like, but it's I, good. Variations on games are fun. Yes, the time just slipped away. Like, <laughs> no no pun intended. <laughs> but, hey. but did it, it slip away anywhere. or did it slip to the side into another <laughs> dimension where... <laughs> Technically both. Uh, uh. But, um... I, I've seen I, I'm, I sent a video <clears throat> to Kate which is what prompted her to mm-hmm. buy the game and from my viewing of it it's a very interesting take 
First of all, it's not technically 5D. It's more in the light of a 4.5D chess. But the, the 0.5 is enough to technically be its own, so 5D technically fits. For the sake of simplicity. Yeah. Essentially, instead of just simply going forward and backwards through time, you can go side to side. Because if you send a piece backwards in time, you now create a second timeline, one where that piece wasn't existent and the other where that piece was existent, and then you can now play across those two timelines, and then you could end up making four timelines or eight timelines, and you can still play across and move your pieces <clears throat> across them. But you also, I believe, Kate, there are boards that are active that you have to make multiple turns a turn. Uh, I haven't found that yet. I'm, no, 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 like as in like, there are active boards that oh, you have. Oh, yes, yes. There are several active boards per turn. Uh, I think by the time I was getting close to the end of the first game, I was making like six turns. Playing turn. six, six games six, of chess. Yeah, playing six games of chess <clears throat> at once. And very, and some of them were very similar because they'd only diverged from each other recently, whereas others were basically unrecognizable as basically being too different outcomes of the same game hmm. so honestly chess is probably a really fun game to play time travel with yeah. because there's so many possibilities and it's but at the same time it's very simplistic in its rules its rules are very rigid and very straightforward Simple. that it and because they have a mode of travel in and of itself that mode of travel is now applicable to the mode in which it can travel through time yes hmm. knights can Knights travel both funk. back and along, both back and across time. So a knight can travel two turns back in time, and then uh, one timeline either to the left or to the right. Help. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. Is help. Um, the best way to describe it, um, you know, if you make a timeline in in grids, like imagine if you had grid paper. One block is the first timeline, and then there are three blocks for three divergent timelines. And so on and so forth until you've got an entire, you know, Checkable. eight by eight, eight by eight grid of timelines. You're playing chess with chess boards. Precisely. Oh like the That's knight can <coughs> move, like you visualize it by that knight moving along the different timelines by moving along those grids. Same way as a queen would, same way as a pawn would, same way as a king would, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just gets a little confusing because you have to change your perspective a little. Mm. Mm. And humans are not good at consistently flipping between perspective over the timeline, this timeline, this board part of this timeline, and that's what this game is. And has then to do. the timelines. Yes. Plural. When oh. I play chess, like when, I, I, when I've played chess before, I'll lose track of stuff on a singular chessboard. I will. Like, I feel like a lot of people who play chess have probably been there where you spend ages thinking about a turn, and then you make your move, and then you forget that the queen has actually been threatening this one <laughs> knight, and you started off your turn thinking, hmm, I need to make sure how to protect that knight, but then you went on a tangent and moved something completely different, and oh, then yeah. the queen kills it and reminds you Whoops. that you forgot. You can just time travel back and say, no, nope, didn't happen. <laughs> there's, there's, oh, well, okay. it did in the original timeline. But not in this one. But not in this one. Multiverse time travel. I think, I think the thing I like the most about this game is if you successfully get three different timelines going, 
you can have the both queens from one board appear as the um, as like the Avengers arriving from nowhere to oh. annihilate the king on a third board. I had that. I had that happen in my second game. Just <laughs> sud- suddenly, four queens appear on your chessboard. Where and did then, they come from? And then I you don't know, know. And then you know what the king does. What? And then the king takes one look at that and says, "No, thank you." Time and travels runs back, back, and now there's as, a fifth. And runs back as far in time as they are able to. Which is one oh, one timeline or one dimension, I believe. Yeah, it's. I'm still figuring that out, but it's not very far. They're just running away and then sort of being like, "Oh God, it is a matter of time until <laughs> I am." Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're going to run into these a lot with this topic, guys. Uh, you'll just have to bear with us. <coughs> In a matter of terms. I'm going to be right back where I started, and those three queens are going to be staring me down, and I can't keep jumping back forever. But one, by God, I'm going to try. The best analogy, the one guy described it best. The video review that I sent to Kate, he simply said, this is the Terminator video game we needed, because if anyone's watched Terminator, it's essentially that. You send your Terminator queens backwards in time to try and kill Sean Connor, a.k.a. the king. Just do-do-do-do-do-do. And in response, the en- your enemy sends his Terminator back to also kill the thing killing your king. And, and then, then it just becomes into five queens all killing each other while the king is desperately just running and crying. And then for some reason you can look two timelines across and win the game But while this is happening. Mm. Help. And also you can checkmate because a pawn had moved one space forward allowing a rook to d- just drop cha-cha real smooth, slide his way down yeah. through the timeline. Rooks tend to get blocked easily when it comes to time travel. But, and, but when it happens, it happens. Jurassic Rook. <laughs> Look, the video is ve- the video is very good. It went for like half an hour, but it was done in a way that actually got my attention. And if if there is a way I could remember who made it or advertised the video um, somewhere, if, I probably will. If you will. look up on uh, YouTube, Oliver Lug, Five ah, D Chess with Multiverse Time Travel, The Terminator Gambit. Uh, try and look that up. And try um, saying that t- five times fast. Oliver Log, 5D chess with multiverse time travel, blood terminator game. Do five- it. <laughs> don't. No, don't. <laughs> don't try me. Uh, I should have seen this coming. <laughs> but you already did. In another timeline. Not this <laughs> one, though. <laughs> That's an interesting notion, though, with games, and that is the implementation of time travel mechanics. I believe, Chris, you were looking at a game that had something like that? Uh, time travel mechanics. Uh, um, you were looking. I think it was on either Switch or on Steam. You, you got it. Um, what was it? Called? I don't. But the time latest game I got wasn't really time perfect. travel. There was I a. Like it. It's a uh, there's, it's, there's the game it's called the medium. I think the simplest version I've ever seen for it is if you're not having a headache while thinking about it, you're not thinking about it. Right? Um, <laughs> let me game like the game I got recently was the medium. It's got you swap between like the supernatural world. And oh the normal no, world. I was thinking of something else. Um, I don't think I've got anything. I, I mean, I, I get. It's a I get, bit of a tangent to jump. There's in another. Game, there is a game I was looking at, which I'm only disappointed that, as far as I know, it's only coming to PlayStation, which I don't have one. Oof. Um, being t- uh, Deathloop. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Deathloop uh, was is a game. It's it hasn't. It's not out yet. So, um, it's a game on, as far as I know, only PlayStation, where there's two characters that are time-traveling assassins trying to kill one another. That's sounds so like, cool. Sounds like this is how you lose the time war, except I assume they don't fall in love. God damn it. Uh, well, 
Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But I don't feel like that's the way the plot's going to go. Mr. and Mrs. Matthew Smith. I recognize. one of the doctors or. I Maybe so. I recognize the male voice actor. <coughs> um, I can't remember his name, but uh, he did. He played as uh, Lee Emmert in the Walking Dead Telltale series. Oh, nice. Oh, neat. Um, I recognize as soon as I heard him on the trail, I'm like, Hold on. Lee, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> You're a time-traveling assassin now. This is this is a strange turn from a zombie apocalypse survivor, but okay. Uh, we'll I work guess with this. that explains every time you hear a voice actor you recognize. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for example, Chris, the, the description we had... Uh, uh, in uh, a little while ago, Dota 2 got a uh, secondary effect for um, a character called Anti-Mage, voiced by Laura Bailey. And because <sighs> me and Chris have found Laura Bailey in so many games, we just call the character Laura Bailey, we're, hello again, Laura Bailey. <laughs> every, Why are you here again? Every time uh, the person locks the character in and we see the, the persona being the skin of sorts... Mm-hmm. Um, the customization thing. It's Laura Bailey. It's like, oh no, it's Laura, Laura Bailey. Bailey's back. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Not again. You're about to get critical rolled. No. <laughs> so, um, back on the original tangent though with time travel. Goodness. We, goodness, call, call us the doctor because we keep jumping through both space and time. Hey, we started it back again. Um, Yay. Though, um, I just remembered another game I'd played. Um, time <laughs> travel being implemented in puzzle games. That was That's an interesting one. It's a. It was technically a point and click kind of like y- y- it was more two D. You walk around, but you don't platform. You just solve puzzles to progress everywhere. So it's mm. m- more or less a point and click. Um, and what it was is that you had a watch where you could switch what point in time you're in. It's either you're now or you're a couple of years in the future. Mm-hmm. And f- I can't remember what the story was essentially, and I've forgotten what the name of the game was. It was like the Silent Age or something. Um, and essentially, yeah, you had a pocket watch, <coughs> you press it, and you swap between the timelines, and you would have to do so many things. It's like, okay, I want to go here, and in the future, oh, in the current present, this door is locked. But in the future, the door is, you know, the wall is shattered. Cool. Mm-hmm. But there's now a giant tree in the way. So I'm going to go back in time, put poison in the garden filter thing, and turn on the taps. In the future, the wall is smashed, but the plant isn't there because you Ooh, killed it in the past. I like that. And so it's like you have to do so many things. Like you got to, pro- like the way it kind of the formula was. A lot of it stemmed on grabbing tools and stuff from the future to influence the past <coughs> to then open up the pathway in the future. Mm. So it's like, okay, I need these tools. Um, I go to the future where the door is unlocked and smashed in, grab the tools, go back into the present, uh, repair this thing, clean up that thing, move these out of the way, go to the future. Because of my actions, these happened, and now I can go through this way. Mm. It's, it's, very, it's very wild when, yeah, like, the, the, like the, this connection between past and future all headbutt one another in a puzzle sense. Makes me think of some of the obstacles in Life is Strange. I haven't played that yet. um, You should. (laughs) It is quite good. The first Life is Strange game has the main character having time travel powers and at times you do use those to um, to get through things. I think there's a point where you have to get through a door and um, there's a explosion to open the door so you but the explosion will set off the alarms so the first thing you do is you let the explosion go off 
you go into the room and then you rewind time to before your friend sets off the explosion. God damn. Yep. So then you just go to the door and you open it and you let her in. Yeah, the re- the rewind time power affects only everyone else. Max, the main character, stays in place. Okay, everyone so else moves it, around. It's tr- time, not space. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so she won't go back to her previous position. She remains where she is. Mm, and she remains with the items she's collected, yes. I think. Yeah. There's, I think that's she a She herself point at some is point. personally unaffected except for nosebleed of excessive use of power. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remembered something a little off tangent, but something funny about time travel. You know how they always say space and time? Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. I, I realize how... We, we fail to realize how important the space aspect of that is. Oh, you're going to start talking about how the Earth is constantly moving? moving through the space fact is, is that it's yes. like, I'm going to travel one day into the future and you're in the vacuum of space, space because you Earth have... moved away. The, the Earth moved, moved, the sun moved, the galaxy moved, the universe moved. Three. This actually reminds me of uh, a sci-fi short story, The Man Who Walked Home, I think it's called, that oh. explores that concept. That is really I cool. For- I forget who it's by, but there's this guy who is traveling through time, and he, like a ghost image of him appears on Earth once every year in the same place as earth goes th- as earth goes through that place he <coughs> shows up for just like the split second mm. as he is gradually sort of traveling back through time huh. yeah it's i, I good. think yeah like it's just like it's so many it's so weird and it's like so essentially what you would have to do to stand still and rewind time is essentially you'd have to become a spatial entity but a chronological non-entity that did not make sense in my brain at all. Exactly. Like the, the point is, <laughs> exactly. your, your existence exists within space, but your presence in time is non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, st- I'm staring at him completely lost. Um, essentially, you know how like you stare at someone and then your brain is in a completely different space <laughs> and then you look at the time and an hour has passed? I thought you were talking about Kate for a second there. You just see the loading symbol. (laughs) Well, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, those moments where your brain completely absents from doing stuff, but then you look at the time and it's like, I spaced out for an hour. Essentially, physically, you were an entity, but mentally, you were non-existent. Okay. So take that with time. You... (laughs) And Kate's (laughs) lost him again. No, essentially, though... Time will proceed, but your body will not react to time, and time will not react to you. So your body flies through space, and that's fine. Oh, your body will re- exist within that space and travel with the space around it. Space will, w- space will interact with space. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like I well, yes. <laughs> like anyone ever? Anyone ever watched the Time Machine? Oh, that was yeah. that the one where the moon explodes. I think the the one H um, H. G. Wells. Wells. Yes, essentially that's what he does. He becomes <laughs> physically he becomes physically present, but chronologically and non-existent. That's, and that's why when the moon explosion happens and he is not connected to his little magic machine space bubble, he gets injured and he knocks the thing forward, and then he nooms through space. I mean time. <clears throat> Exactly, but because he, he's in his bubble, so he's fine. Because he is existent within s- the space of that area, therefore he travels with the space. But and yeah. then he drops My his he drops really his necklace. I'm studying physics and broken. can barely keep up with this. Don't f- um, don't feel. I am too not bad a physicist, so I don't know what I'm talking either. about entirely. But it's just 
okay, so Patrick's just blown hot air and has no idea. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, what is what is physics if not theoretical in like every oh, no. capacity? I just watch not it. theoretical I just... physics then in that case. Well, yes, there's a theory of relativity, but like there is some. There is something we know about it, maybe. Theories do have evidence <coughs> pointing toward. They're just not... It's we like, don't know if it's hard evidence yeah, yet, do we? Hello, gravity. <laughs> gravity. But, um, well, but, yeah, that's that. But, like, theory of relativity, that's, that's is, a difficult is, one. Like, I guess the uncertainty of time travel is what makes them really entertaining to explore, especially in point. games. Because you can do so it so control many control different ways. Yeah. I love time travel in fiction. It's fun. You put, like, yeah. 20 of them in and be like, how's this work? And then sometimes it's they spaghetti. Yeah, and sometimes the they do it, and then it's like I don't think that's how it works. So like another game I played is like Blinks. It's like okay, cat with vacuum cleaner with time travel powers and time powers. It's like you collect crystals to gain the powers. It's like okay, what has he got? Pause. Cool, cool, cool. Simple, simple. Uh, slow down. Alrighty, that's cool. Fast forward. Huh? Me with like with a grasp of the theory of relativity. Wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't that be the same thing? It, to an extent but it's like in the game it's like oh yeah you move faster and now like you know have more momentum no you just does, you just reach A to B in the timeline faster that doesn't that, give you more momentum that's not how wait, physics works wait the most man. interesting one which is something they don't explore in games often um, is the record one you record yourself doing something, you do the action, you rewind, and then an alternate timeline version of yourself comes out and I've does the those. Those are, those are really cool sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, though, oh, uh, looks like the time is getting ahead of us, though. It Speaking, is, of, time. Speaking yeah. of time. Yeah. I think it's time we uh, wrap, this, wrap up. this up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, tomorrow we do not have our games night as it is mid-try break. Uh, however, we should be back on for next week, Tuesday. And if you're still hankering for your fill of board games, card games, and dice game because you like the way the dice go clickety-clack as they roll across the table, uh, Blackheart is always open, like, pretty much every day of the week. I actually don't think there is a day where they're closed all day. I think maybe Mondays or Tuesdays, something like that. But, um, and if you think, well, I'm a college student, I can't afford board games... Um, they actually have a borrowing library. You should just go in, talk to the people at the counter. Uh, it's towards the back of the shop. You, you can, can't take it out of the shop, but you can play it there. You can play it in the shop, so just get some friends over there and just hang out if you just want to try a game before you buy it. They have a large collection of games in which people can just ask politely, be very nice to them. They're very lovely people. Yeah. And so I suppose we will uh, wrap up the show with that. So you've been listening to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. I've been your host, Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Kate. I'm Hayden. And hopefully we shall uh, see you next week. Have a good night.